Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. These podcasts are designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and yes, even students, information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host for the show. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. We're going to take a look at parenting today, and I'm going to give you a few good reasons why we shouldn't drink the Kool-Aid in thinking that the parent that's sitting in front of you actually knows what they're doing. I've worked with hundreds, maybe thousands of parents over the course of a 40-year period. And I can tell you that I would talk to parents on the telephone and I would explain to them that their son or their daughter had detention and they would have to stay after school and this could be at the middle school or the high school level. And the parent would say to me, can we please schedule it for another time because the kid has to pick up their younger sibling who's in elementary school on the way home from school. And you know, I said to the, the parent, I said, well, you know, can't like maybe your mother or your father, if you happen to be around or a neighbor, help you out with this so this kid could actually get the consequence imposed at the right time for the right reasons? And the parent said to me, my mother or my father... I haven't spoken to them in 10 years. Now, we're talking about a parent that's probably 35 years old. And they had kids pretty young. And something went wrong between them and their parents. And they just stopped talking. 10 years. What could possibly have gone wrong? Now, I want to explain to you what that parent missed over a 10-year period. Number one, they missed 
the parenting that they needed. Yes, they still needed parenting after, you know, they left home or they got married. People always need parenting. And when you stop talking to your parents, you lose that parenting. And sometimes even the smallest decisions, sometimes even the the most very basic answers that a parent might be looking for, in their mind it creates confusion. And their kids are going along and they see that their mother or their father doesn't know what they're doing and they begin to lose respect for their parents. They begin to lose... um, They start to mock their parents they start to despise their parents and they have all manner of difficulty. And yes, this is at maybe 25 or 28 years old. This happens. And, and it starts to happen when they're younger. And why does it happen when they're younger? Because their parents didn't know what they were doing. Their parents had difficulty raising them And this becomes an intergenerational problem. A a very intergenerational problem. And we have to really start to take a look at it. And what the steps are that need to be taken in order to solve this problem. Yeah, parents need parenting. The question is, who's going to do it? And when you're not talking to your parents... How in the world do you ever mend the relationship between anyone if you don't talk to them? And I will tell you, there is a giant vacuum in the center of all of us that needs to be filled by a parent. The most angry people that I have met have, do not have a relationship with their parents. Now, you could, you could give me the line, well, their parents did the best with what they knew, and I have a very difficult time buying that because it doesn't take a lot to apologize for mistakes. It doesn't take a lot to be a good listener. It doesn't take a lot to see things from another person's perspective. So it isn't like they needed to read the the, uh, encyclopedia on how to be a parent. All they had to do was learn how to listen, learn how to care, and stop letting their own ego get in the way. You know what drives kids crazy? When parents do something that they know is wrong and the parent knows that it's wrong but still won't take the steps to try and straighten the thing out. That's what drives the kid crazy. Because the kid looks at the parent and says, you know, he even knows it's wrong. I mean, how stupid is he? he? He's not even trying to repair this relationship. Now, kids have to do something 
that, you know, we've heard this line, honor your father and your mother. We've heard that, right? Of course we have. What does honor mean? Honor just means to respect them. Does it mean you have to agree with them? There are people right now who are in their 50s who are still afraid of their parents and who still have a hard time communicating their thoughts, their opinions, and their slant on life to their parents because their parents still treat them like a kid. And if you're a parent and you haven't allowed your children to grow up and have an opinion that's contrary to yours and you go around trying to clone your kid into who you are, you're going to have a lot of problems. A whole bunch of problems. And if you're a kid who has grown up and become an adult and still can't communicate with your parents well and you still feel like you're the lowest thing on the food chain at the Thanksgiving table and you still believe that people won't listen to you maybe because you were the youngest in the family, that's when it's time to try and get some help in remedying that because you have grown to be nothing but angry because of those situations. Many times people get married and they can't keep their parents out of their marriage. And when that happens, somebody always feels slighted, either the husband or the wife. Oftentimes, husbands have a... uh, a very strong relationship with their mother or maybe their father. It's so strong that they won't do anything contrary to what their parents want them to do, and their wives know it. And their wives want to be the most important thing in their life. And they want to have a say. And on the other hand, sometimes wives cannot break the Uh, the tie with their parents. And it's like every Tuesday and Thursday night, we got to be at my parents' house for dinner. And dad is like coming home from work and he's worn out. And he doesn't want to go out for dinner. An An interesting story. I would come home from work And my wife at the time, who had a four-year-old in the house, five years old, she was on the cutting edge of losing her nerve. She had had it. The kid, my daughter was driving her crazy and so on. And I come home and my daughter wants to play, and I say, look, just give me some time here. I need to relax. And my daughter looks at me, and she says, Dad, can I go outside and play? And I say, sure, go ahead. And she starts going out to play, and Mom says to her, hey, where are you going? And my daughter looks at my 
my wife and says, well, dad said I can go out and play. And her mother says to her, I told you, no more tonight, you're inside. And of course, my daughter says, well, dad said I could go. And now I'm in a position where I have to change my mind because I didn't know all the facts when I got home that my wife didn't want my daughter going outside to play. And when dads get vetoed or when moms even get vetoed over and over and over again, when the kids ask mom or dad a question and they're afraid they're going to get vetoed, the response is, don't ask me, go ask your mother or your father. Because I can't make the decision. And one or the other, the husband or the wife, starts to look like they don't have any backbone. And the same thing happens when you, you know, your mother calls, you're grown, you're married, your mother calls and you drop everything and run. Your father calls and he needs something, he needs you to come over. And we're talking about young parents here whose parents are probably in their 50s who have gained control of their children and will not relinquish it and will not let them grow up. Parents need parenting. The parent that's in front of you does not know everything that they need to know about raising children, so don't drink the Kool-Aid thinking that they do. We need to help them or they need to get help in order to understand this. And I've seen it dozens of times. Dozens of times. It's an absolute serious problem. Now, our responsibility in all of this as teachers is, first of all, recognize it. Recognize that parents need parenting. Secondly, don't be afraid, no matter how young you are, if you have a pretty good idea about what you're doing, and as a teacher, you probably do with kids, don't be afraid to offer advice. Sometimes young teachers get frightened of offering advice to parents because they think, well, I don't have kids. How do I know what I'm doing? No, but you understand children. And you're listening to this podcast now. And in my estimation, you may be smarter than some of the parents with kids. Understand that. So, realize that it's happening. Number two, realize that you may have more knowledge than some of the parents that you're working with. Number three, and here's the tough one, evaluate your relationship with your own parents. Where are you in all of this? Where are you in all of this? Sometimes we bring our own difficulties with our parents into the classroom. 
That happens. Sometimes the anger that comes from having difficulty with our parents leaks into the classroom and we start disciplining kids the way we were disciplined, which could be very autocratically or just rules and regulations with zero compassion. And we can lack discipline skills and parents can lack discipline skills. And we can take that rage out on our own students. And I will tell you that many parents who have a bad relationship with their parents take that rage out on their own kids. It's time to grow up. We have three generations of dysfunction. We have the students in front of you. We have their parents. And they, those parents don't have a relationship with their parents. Now, how do we do this? Because we all talk about it. We all see the disaster. We all know what uncomfortability feels like and how difficult it is to, to deal with parents who are bullies or to deal with uh, kids who have tantrums and you talk to their parents and they don't know what to do either. Here's the first thing. Parents, if you're listening, I don't care how long it's been, I don't care what's been in the past. I don't care how difficult it is for you to continue to deal with your own children. But what you need to do is go to them and say, look, I've made some mistakes here and I want to correct it and I want to be a better parent. And will you forgive me and I'll do whatever I can to make sure that you and I work together. Now that's the middleman. That's the middleman whose kids are in your school. Now, if you have an older parent who has grandchildren in your school, they need to go to their children and straighten that out. It is a matter of personal responsibility on the part of every human being that when things go wrong, they take, they take just the responsibility that's theirs and they try to straighten things out. And you hope and probably sometimes pray that you have a cooperative person on the other end. I have kids... I've made mistakes. I've had to go to them and apologize. I thank God that my relationship with them is good. My parents passed away when I was young or younger. And that relationship was strained. And I did have the time to t make sure I took care of things with my mother who I had tremendous difficulty with. Why is it so important to do it? Because the, the people that we 
have the most difficulty with, those personalities will follow us our entire life. That's number one. And if it's your parents, every job you take, every person that you date, no matter what it is, that you're going to have that personality following you your entire life. Number two, why is it so important to straighten things out between you and your parents? I'm going to tell you why. Because parents will haunt you from the grave. You'll wish that you had a better relationship with them. And if you can take care of that, and you can make sure, and it doesn't matter, doesn't matter how old they are, sometimes it doesn't even matter if they're on their deathbed. You've got to repair relationships that need repairing and take care of things. Straight up. Just do it. Don't wait for them to come to you because they're not going to do it. But if you want a peaceful life, if you want a life that doesn't have you angry and bitter at your kids and angry and bitter in difficult situations and feeling slighted, you know, when you go to family dinners and everything else, these things need to be taken care of. They're called courageous conversations. You need to have them. You can't be afraid to do it. And I will tell you this, if you don't do it correctly, some of the worst conversations that you have with someone will be the ones that you thought you had. Don't think, don't think things are taken care of. There's nothing implied here. Everything is explicit and you lay your cards on the table and get things cleared up. Because that's what's causing much of the difficulty that we have in our schools today. And we drink the Kool-Aid believing that parents know what they're doing. Or maybe they're even right for coming in outraged and angry and so on. I had to write a course dealing with angry and irate parents. Why? Because everybody was dealing with angry and irate parents. Why are the parents so angry and irate? The biggest reason is their relationship with their mother and father stinks and they need to repair it. Take the steps that are necessary, folks, whether you're a parent, a grandparent, if you're a teacher and you've got difficulty with uh, some of, uh, uh, with your parent and it's affecting how you perform in the classroom, do me a favor. Take the, take the time, straighten things out. Because what bothers us the most, what eats away at us the most, is when we have poor relationships with those people that we love and those people that are significant in our lives. And if that's going on, and you can see it and you can help a parent do it, don't be afraid to bring it up. And if it's happening to you, make sure that you take care of it. Yes, Yes, everybody knows it, but nobody talks about it, and nobody even wants to do anything about it. But it is there. It's something that's there. And we have let it go on too long because we drank 
the Kool-Aid. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. Please visit my website at www.bullyproofclassroom.com. Check my episodes for links because they usually lead you back to something in the the website that will be of interest to you. I hope that uh, you do take advantage of the store and other things that are on the website because there's some great stuff there and I know everyone can use it. Once again, my name is Jim Burns. Thank you for listening to Anti-Bullying 101.